I want to talk to you about what it means to be set apart. God wants to set you apart. Did you know that? I, want to, I got a lot of scriptures today, so I've been told that they, you can't write as fast as I talk. I've been told that before. Uh, I will try to slow down, but uh, you might have to ask me. Um, I usually have notes with all of the scriptures in them. Uh, and so you might have to ask me afterwards for the notes, and I can maybe email them to you or something like that. But I do move fast for the sake of time. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to start in 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. It says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you were once not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Father, we just thank you, God. Oh, you're so good to us, Lord. That you call us your people, Lord. What a privilege, what an honor to be loved by you, to be kept by you, to be held by you. For it's not just us saying that you're our God. It's you saying that we are your people. Wow, that's marvelous, God. We love you. We thank you today, Lord. I pray that you help us, Lord, not only share this word, but receive this word by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Christ, we pray, amen and amen. You know, God has a plan for every life, a plan for every life. There are things about us as individuals that are different, but there are some things about us that are all the same. And, and I just want to simplify it for you. One, God wants to save you. He knows that you're lost. He knows that the nature of sin is within you. He knows that if you don't allow Jesus to cleanse you of that sin, that hell is your destination. God wants to save you. Not only does he want to save you, but then he wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and give you power so that you can live the Christian life he's called you to live. Amen? But he also wants to set you apart. He wants to take you and differentiate you from the rest of the world. Are you hearing me today? God wants you to be set apart. Christianity that fits comfortably with the world is not the kind of Christianity that God designed. Christianity that fits comfortably with the world is the kind that doesn't offend the world. It's the kind of Christianity that wants to blend in and go with the flow. It's the kind of Christianity that the world would approve of. It's the kind of Christianity that goes with the times, that progresses with the times. Like things change and so the church changes its doctrines and stuff to match with the times. Christianity that fits comfortably with the world is not the kind of Christianity that God wants you and I to live. God wants us not to blend in. God wants to set us apart. Come on. True Christianity is in stark contrast to the way the world is. We're supposed to look different. One interpretation says that we are a peculiar people, that the world looks at us and goes, what scratches their head? What in the world are them people thinking? Amen. True Christianity is offensive to the world. 
They were offended by Jesus. They'll be offended by you. True Christianity has some basic beliefs that do not change. Whether you're in the USA or China or Mexico, whether you're in 1600 or 3032 or whatever year, generation, color of the people, it doesn't matter. There's some basic doctrinal truths that do not change. Come on. We might change our building, our style, our way of dressing, a type of music, what kind of background we have. We might change a lot of things, but there are some core beliefs that we have that do not change just because times have changed. When I hear people say things like, well, you know, it's, it's 2022. Y'all need to get with the times. I think to myself, you know, two plus two has been four for a long time. That don't mean it's out of date. That means it's right, and it's been right for a long time, and it's still right today. Come on. Hallelujah. True Christianity is a lifestyle that the world does not approve of. They don't approve of true Christianity. Watch this. Most people who call themselves Christians understand salvation, and they embrace it. They don't want to go to hell. They'll embrace salvation. Some Christians understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they embrace it. But there are very few that understand and embrace the process of being set apart. Can I tell you something? No one in the world is listening to a Christian who thinks, talks, and acts just like the world does. They're not listening to you. You don't stand out. You can't proclaim the excellencies of our God if you're not set apart. Come on. Why would they t listen to you talk about God when you act just like them, when you talk just like them, when you live just like them? No, God wants to save you, empower you, and then set you apart so that you can proclaim God to a world that needs him. Come on, somebody. Set apart, Psalms 4.3. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly man for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Jeremiah 1 5 before I formed you in the womb I knew you and before you were born I set you apart I have appointed you a prophet to the nations what does it mean to be set apart it means God separates you from some things he separates you from sin are you glad today for the message of the gospel that starts with I was once a sinner and now I have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus can I tell you I can remember the sin that I had yesterday I can tell you that I'm not gonna have a perfect day today I can promise you that I'm not gonna have a perfect tomorrow but Jesus has separated my identity from sin hallelujah when God looks at me what he sees is the blood of Jesus what he sees is the perfection and righteousness of my Lord because Jesus has separated me from my own sin come on somebody sometimes in your life you ought to just remind yourself of what God has done for you in that regard just remind yourself that the sin you and I committed deserves hell but Jesus took all of that for us on the cross and he rose from the dead and he has cleansed us from sin and heaven is our promise hallelujah it ought to make you shout for joy from time to time. See, being set apart means Jesus separates you from your sin. Not only that, it means you're no longer supposed to walk in sin. Christians aren't perfect. We know that. We talk about that all the time. But there's a difference between uh, you and I make a, a mistake in our lives and just willfully choosing to walk in sin. Come on. 
And when we do walk in sin, the Holy Spirit convicts us. Yes, he tells us, hey, that's not the way we're supposed to live. Hang on, I've got Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. I want to read all this to you because it's all good. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord. What's he saying to you? I insist on it in the Lord. It means you and I ought to listen. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. For they are darkened in their understanding and are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life that you learned when you heard about Jesus Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood. Stop lying, so to speak. Speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who's been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as Christ forgave you. Oh, glory to God. What is he saying? Jesus is trying to separate you from your former way of life. You ought to turn the page, child of God, and don't think like you once thought, and don't talk like you once talked, and don't live like you once lived. You see, God is at work in our lives trying to shape us, not in the image of the world, but in the image of Jesus. Now, it's a work in progress. Come on. Can you say, Lord, I'm a work in progress. He's still working on me. But you know what? You know what? He's going to finish the work because he who started the work is going to finish it. And someday, you're going to be perfect in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. It's not going to be because of you. It's going to be because of him. God has called us to be separate from sin. That means we're to let go of some things. Give up our rights. You know, sometimes people say, well, I got the right to do that. I got the right to do these things or have these things. You know what? Christianity is about giving up your rights. Christianity, let me tell you what it is. I had this revelation a long time ago. Christianity is discovering all the wonderful things that are open to you and then giving it all away. It's like God will bless you with so many wonderful things. And you think, wow, I got all this stuff. God's given me money, a good job, a good family. I've got time. I live in the greatest country in the world. I'm so blessed. And then the Holy Spirit says, hey, go give it away. Go bless people. Go help people. Go encourage people. Go strengthen people. I put you here for a reason. I set you apart, not for your pleasure, but for my purpose. 
You see, those who've been cleansed from sin, those who no longer walk in sin, those who are willing to call sin, sin in a world that says we can do whatever we want, we can live however we want, it's those people who are peculiar, who are set apart. It's those people who are showing the truth of God's word. Amen? God wants to set you apart from sin. He wants to set you apart from evil influence. I learned when I got saved that I had to, I had to change what I listened to and what I watched and who I hung out with. I've got people who were once really close friends, and they're still friends, but they're not really close friends anymore because they're an influence of evil in my life, always trying to drag me down, always. But you know, as you grow, you get stronger to where uh, they ha less people have influence like that over you, and you have influence over them. Now, some of those same people decades later, uh, when they're around me, they apologize if a cuss word slips or something like that. And, and it's a sign that the influence has shifted, right? And, and I'm stronger in the Lord, and they, they see that and they respect that. But listen, there are some people in your life that you're going to have to distance yourself from because they're trying to bring you down. The devil's trying to use them to destroy you and bring you down. Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. Do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will dwell in them, I will walk among them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, listen to this, therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't love people who aren't believers. It doesn't mean we don't have family members who aren't believers. It doesn't mean we don't have friends and sometimes good friends who aren't believers. In fact, how can we influence people if we're not willing to be friends with them and to love them and to be compassionate? But notice... It says, do not be bound together. It's talking about a, a close relationship. We often use this in marriage. Uh, and Kathy and I were just talking about that this morning, praying for our grandkids that they find a spouse in the future that is a godly person that takes them to church and wants to participate in uh, godly things. And, and we pray for that because we know how difficult it can be as a Christian when you are closely bound to someone who doesn't have faith in God like you do. Come on. I have found out that it is better for me to leave a place sometimes than to stick around. Uh, there are sometimes I do a wedding for somebody and I will leave uh, because I know they don't want the preacher there once the ceremony's done. Come on. They're looking at me like, hmm, should we break out the hooch? <laughs> should we play that song? Should we start that dance? Should we do that thing? And you know what I do? I just politely excuse myself. Um, there are some, uh, there are some uh, family events that we don't go to anymore because uh, uh, we're not interested in staying up on December 31st and getting drunk just because of New Year's start. We're not interested in that. We're not interested in some things. And you know what people do? People will, people will say, well, you just stuck up and y'all Christians think you're better than everybody else. No, we think we're a mess. That's why we stay away from that stuff. Come on. 
We're, we're, not, we're not any better than you. We just know we got to stay away from some things. You see, God wants to separate us in such a way that people look at you and they know that person would never be found there. That person wouldn't be doing those things. That person wouldn't be walking in that sin because they've been separated by the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We are separated from evil influence and we're separated from the world. When I talk about the world, I'm talking about the way the world lives and thinks and acts, the way they do their thing. Come on. We love people of the world, but it is the systems of the world. In fact, the book of John says that if you love the world, the love of God's not in you. In other words, if you love living like the world lives and God's not in you yet, come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? John 17, 16 through 18. They, talking about us people, are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. This is Jesus talking. Sanctify them in the truth, for your word is truth. You know what that word sanctification means? It means to be set apart. Come on. It means God saved me, filled with the Holy Spirit, and now he's setting me apart. He's shaping me in the image of Jesus, which is in stark contrast with the world. He says, sanctify my people in your truth, Lord, for your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they may also be sanctified in truth. We are set apart from the world because we believe differently from the world. That's where it starts right there, isn't it? We believe in a God. Amen? You know, uh, we're seeing right now the results of what happens when you take God out of the consciousness of a nation. There are some things about God that uh, are important, and they, they, they can't be ignored. That's the way the universe exists, the way God created it. There's some things that have to be. Somebody has to declare truth. Somebody has to declare right and wrong. It has to come from someone. So what happens to a nation, a group of people, when they decide there's no God and there's this void? Who's going to tell us what truth is? Who's going to tell us what right and wrong is? Well, that's when people who have no faith in God climb up on the throne themselves and they start telling everybody what truth is and they start telling everybody what good is and what bad is and you get to the place where people call the things that are good evil and they call the things that are truly evil good. Isn't that where we're living today? Come on. What we believe is the truth of God's word. That's why Jesus said, set them apart or sanctify them in the truth. Let us be bathed in the word of God. Let us know the word of God. Let us consume the word of God. Let us walk in it and talk about it and dwell on it and meditate in it so that it, it soaks every area of our thinking so that when the influence of the world comes in us, we are protected by the word of God. All because of the word, it is a light to my feet, a lamp to my path that I might not sin against him. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. What we believe is the word of God. Not only do we believe it, but we live according to it. We walk in it. Hallelujah. Oh, we walk in it. We walk in it. We think, we speak, and we act differently from the world because we believe the truth of God's word. And when the world says this is the way it is, if the Bible says, no, this is the way it is, I'm going over here. And can I tell you something? If I got to stand alone with God, I'm going to stand alone with God. Come on. Hallelujah. Let every man be a liar. God's word is true, and that's the way it is. Come on. When we think, when we speak, when we act differently from the world, we stand out and God can use us for his glory. Finally today, 
He wants to set us apart from the earth. <laughs> this is all oh, so exciting. First, First Thessalonians 4. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. How many of you know where I'm going? And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You know, one of the greatest witnesses and testimonies of your life is one day, if you're dead, your grave will be opened. If you're alive, you're going to disappear to be caught up with him in the air. Can I tell you, the absence of the church will be one of the greatest testimonies of the world when the rapture takes place. God wants to separate you at some time, whenever it is. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be a hundred years from now. But when that day comes, hallelujah, he's going to separate us from this old earth. Oh, you know what's going to happen? All hell's going to break, break loose down here. Because what holds evil back is you and I. Our prayers, our presence, our life, the fact that we believe in the truth. The devil can't run loose in the world today because you are in your job. And you are in your home. And you're full of the Holy Spirit of the living God. And you proclaim the truth. And you live according to the truth. And you're holding back evil. But someday the trumpet's going to sound. And we're going to go up to glory. Hallelujah. And in that day, our very absence will give testimony to the goodness of God. Hallelujah. One day God's going to take us out of this place and we will stand out. Hallelujah. They'll know our names. They'll remember. There'll be a delusion. Yeah, the, the people that are left behind, many of them will believe delusion. They'll have all kinds of excuses. Just like when Jesus rose from the dead and they, they said, Oh, his disciples came and stole his body. About the dumbest thing I ever heard. You know why? Why would the disciples steal his body and then say he was resurrected and the result of it was that they were killed for it? Why would they make up a story that got them killed? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Uh, that's not, you know why they said that? Because it was true. But the same spirit of delusion, there'll be lies about where all God's people went to. They'll say, well, they, they've all ran away together somewhere. They're hiding in the woods somewhere. Space aliens came and got them because they were the worst of us. And they'll come up with every kind of crazy concoction you can think of to deny the truth. But the truth will be apparent and in front of them. Our very absence from this earth will make us stand out apart from everyone else. Glory be to the name of the living God. Hallelujah. Many Christians today are trying to blend in. Churches trying to blend in. Go with the flow. Don't offend people. Stay off that subject. They don't want to be set apart. You know why? Because being set apart is uncomfortable. It's not fun to stand up for Jesus when everyone's persecuting you, making fun of you, the possibility of you getting fired or canceled, as they call it. People want to go with the flow because it's, it's counterintuitive to your flesh to be set apart. Your flesh doesn't want to be set apart. Your flesh wants people to pat you on the back and care for you and tell you you're doing wonderful. And we love this kind of Christianity. That's the kind of uh, Christianity that the world loves and your flesh loves. It's counterintuitive to your flesh to be set apart. Not only that, it's hard work to be set apart. Do you know you have to participate in your sanctification? You have to allow God to grow you. Just like if you've had multiple kids, some of them obeyed very quickly and very well, and others were kind of hard-headed, weren't they? 
you're thinking of the names right now. And you're like, oh, I know that one. I love him the same as everybody, but he was hard-headed. And he didn't cooperate with his parents as much. And it took him a while to learn his lessons. Come on. God's children are the same. Some work with the Lord and are obedient and grow very quickly and go far. And others are kind of hard-headed. Hallelujah. You got to do the hard work. You got to pray. You got to be in the house of God. You got to say no to some things and yes to God. It's hard because sometimes it gets lonely when you're set apart. Sometimes when you're set apart, you're by yourself until you get back to church on Sunday. Come on. Sometimes you got to get on, you, you get off of work and you've been set apart all by yourself and, and the whole world seems against you and you get home and you just got to get on the phone and you got to call somebody and say, I just, I need to talk to a brother in Christ. I need to talk to a sister in Christ because I need encouragement today. I've been by myself all day on the job site or in the school and I need to know that somebody's with me. Somebody still believes. Hallelujah. Many Christians go with the flow. They blend in with the world. They're not set apart because it's hard to be set apart. If it's hard to be set apart, why would people suggest, subject themselves to it? Why would you put up with the trouble and the persecution of allowing God to set you apart from the rest of the world? Well, let me read you some scriptures today. John 12, 42 through 43. Nevertheless, many, even the rulers, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the approval of men more than the approval of God. Galatians 1.10 For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 4, For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain. But after we had already suffered and been mistreated in Philippi, as you know, we had the boldness in our God to speak to you the gospel of God amid much opposition. For our exhortation does not come from error or impunity, or by the way of deceit, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who examines our heart. Are you hearing a theme in these scriptures today? Finally, Acts 5.21, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Can I tell you why I'm willing to be set apart for the glory of God? Can I tell you why I'm willing to, people, uh, to have people think poorly of me, to not like me, to be offended by my words and by my life? It's not because I'm interested in them patting me on the back. I'm interested in God. I want to please my God. There's something deep within my heart that says, I want to please my God. I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to hear him say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased those who are willing to do the work to take the persecution to be set apart from the world are those who deep within their heart want one thing and that's to please God hallelujah I want to please my God so today are we willing are we willing to be set apart are we willing to be different from everyone else even though it's difficult we're willing to be difficult we're willing to go through difficulties and challenges and persecution because we know that God is shaping us in the image of his son in whom he is well pleased hallelujah we're willing to do the work we're willing to get back up when we fall we're willing because we want to have a life that matters 
We don't want to just live our 80, 90 years, do our thing, love our family members. You know, the Bible says those who love their own family members are no different than unbelievers. Sinners do that. But if you want to be different, if you want to stand out, you got to let God separate you, set you apart, a life that looks different so that when people look at you, they think of Jesus. Today, I, one of the things I'm the most happy with and proud of is that when people engage me online, on the telephone, in person, I can tell they're thinking about Jesus. They watch how they talk to me. They, they'll say things about God they wouldn't normally say. They'll thank me for, for the things that I say. There's even some that'll be mad at me for who I am, or they'll try to put me down. It's all the same. It all means that when they see me, they think about Jesus. And that's what I want. I want to be set apart so that when they look at me, they can't help but think about my Lord and my Savior. Glory be to his name. Let's go back to our scripture, First Peter. But you are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God. God's own possession so that you might proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light hallelujah for you were once not a people but now you are the people of God you had once not received mercy but now you have received mercy hallelujah if you're here today and say you know what pastor I want to be set apart I want to look more like Jesus and less like the world I want to stand over here with God even if it means I stand alone. If that's you today, let's just stand up today if you can and let's just raise our hands and let's ask God, Father, set us apart. Set me apart, Lord. Make me look like